And we wanted to thank today's sponsors brought to you by Anchor.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's completely no charge. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, where it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and many more. Guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast. Honestly, it just takes for you to really get started. Go ahead and download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm and look forward to seeing you create your show. Yes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Eric Andrus, and this is How to Be a Grown-Up Presents Celeste Kaufman. Celeste is an Alabama-based, professionally licensed counselor and the brilliant driving force behind Quiet Mind Collective, an online tool to help those that struggle with anxiety. She is a powerful voice for positivity and self-empowerment in the health and wellness sphere. I had the privilege of having Celeste as a guest on this show in May of 2016, and I knew then that I needed to help ensure as many people as possible could benefit from her wonderful message. Her work in her practice and her online presence has helped people the world over to push themselves towards calm and empowered daily routines. Her show will take many different shapes, but will always be dedicated to helping you live the happy, healthy and productive life that you deserve to be living. So let's sit back, let's relax and listen to Celeste Kaufman and let's learn to live our life on purpose. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the How to Be a Grown-Up podcast. And as Eric said, I'm your host for today, Celeste Kaufman. Welcome to the show. Now, I know that today you could have spent time on all kinds of wonderful other hobbies, but you've stopped in to listen just a bit and learn how you can be a better version of yourself. Just the very small habit of tuning into this podcast, well, you know, it shows that you're interested in your life and your success enough to move forward on a consistent basis. And based on what I'm going to discuss with you today, this little small habit of listening to our podcast actually might mean that you're able to walk to the South Pole. Let me explain that. In 1910, two brave and adventurous souls embarked upon a seemingly, at least up to that time, unreachable goal. They gathered their courage, they collected their supplies, and they recruited a band of followers to help them. They were going to need perseverance, guts, and intelligence, not to mention some nice winter coats. Who am I talking about? Well, none other than Robert Falcon Scott and Roald Amundsen. See, in 1910, these two men assembled their respective crews, they each had a crew, and started a race to be the first man to set foot on the South Pole. Now, I'm an adventurous soul by nature. I love trying out a new venture, 
But I have to say that Amundsen and Scott were really a lot braver than me. These two gentlemen were, after all, journeying out into then-unknown territory. They didn't know what to expect in terms of weather or wildlife or terrain. They were in the dark, essentially. These two men, Scott and Amundsen, well, they were adventurers, and they were likely pretty competitive too, right? Instead of joining forces, they each set out with their own crews, and they each had pretty different strategies in trying to be the first to make it to the South Pole. Amundsen's decision, or he made the decision rather, that he and his crew would travel a consistent pace of 20 miles per day. So no more, no less. 20 miles a day, despite how bad or how good things were on that day. So if the weather was beautiful, they hiked 20 miles. If the weather was absolutely devastating, and you know that it was some days, they still hiked 20 miles every day without fail. That's Amundsen's crew. Scott's crew, by contrast, he opted to evaluate the daily conditions and then make adjustments as needed. Scott and his crew, they opted to travel as far as they could on days when the weather was manageable. So sometimes on days when the weather was very favorable, they'd travel maybe 30 or even 60 miles, triple what Amundsen's crew did in the same weather. And then on the days when the weather was just horrendous, terrible, down there near the South Pole, there were no motels, there were no convenience stores along the way, right? But on the days when the weather was completely horrible, or maybe the days when the crew was sick, or they were just worn out, well, Scott gave his men permission to take a break and make camp so that they could recover. And then the next time the weather was great, they absolutely pounded out as far as they could go. Now, who do you think made it to the South Pole first? When I first read this story, I'll admit, I imagined that Scott's crew would win by a long shot. I mean, after all, they were covering massive ground on their best days, sometimes going three times as far as the other crew. That's a lot of hiking. And when they were sick or beaten down or the weather wasn't going to cooperate, on those days they recuperated. They saved their strength. That's what we hear oftentimes would be a really good strategy, right? Take a little break today, we might say. You've earned it for all of your hard work. Or give yourself a little time to celebrate. You can always hit it hard again tomorrow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, to my surprise, it wasn't actually Scott's crew that won the race to the South Pole. In the end... Amundsen's crew, the crew that only hiked 20 miles per day, regardless of whether they could have actually done more, that crew made it to the South Pole first. What? That doesn't seem quite right, does it? They did just a little every day, and actually they beat out the crew that totally busted their butts a lot of times. Well, here's the thing. The philosophy of just doing a small habit consistently every day, turns out that's a winning strategy. Several years ago, Jim Collins and Morton T. Hansen did a research study to find out why some businesses 
absolutely kill it and thrive even despite adversity when other businesses <clears throat> when other businesses simply fail and what their research showed was that the companies or businesses who made big wins they didn't necessarily end up being the most successful the most successful businesses actually ended up being the ones that took little small but consistent habits to heart. They completed their daily tasks consistently. So Collins and Hansen, they dubbed this strategy the 20 mile march. They named it after Amundsen's strategy for discovering the South Pole. The 20 mile march principle applies to all of us ladies and gentlemen. You know that I run an online program, Quiet Mind Collective. And now let's say that I get online today and I write some great content for my community to help them learn about managing stress. Let's say that I spend eight hours on it today creating pages and pages for them to read. And then let's say I don't give the site another look for the rest of the month. Now, if you're a client of mine on my site, would you rather get that 10-page article from me one time a month? Or would you feel like you were getting more of your money's worth if you actually heard from me a little bit maybe every day or every few days? I mean, if you heard from me more often, then you'd get more opportunities to ask questions, you get more up-to-date info from me, all that kind of stuff. I mean, if I'm only getting in that program once a month, you're eventually going to stop listening to me because you're not getting regular time with me. Um, let's take another example. Let's apply it to Instagram. Now, I am horrible at Instagram, so I guess I'm stepping on my own toes here. I'm much better at Twitter. If you're going to follow me, follow me on Twitter. Um, but let's, so let's say that your goal is to get um, 10,000 followers on Instagram, and you're trying to decide, would it be better to post 31 photos on October 1st or would it be better to post a photo every day for the entire month of October, October, just one photo? Well, obviously, it's better to post just one picture a day, right? Because that's consistent. That's how you show up in people's feeds every day. That's how you show that you're on there a lot and that you're relevant. So that's a 20-mile march. Now, let's apply the 20-mile march to school. Let's say you have a huge anatomy test at the end of this week. And so on Thursday night, you spend like three hours continuous studying with no breaks, really nose to the grindstone. And I've had some anatomy tests that, that needed that kind of study. Well, if you try to focus on something that difficult for three hours straight without a break, your mind is going to get tired. You're going to start losing some of the information you're storing in there. And even when what you do retain, even the things you do retain from that three-hour study session, it's probably only going to stay in there until you take the test, right? And then snap, it just leaves your head right after the test is over. You're definitely not going to learn it well enough to remember it for the final exam, right? So let's compare that with just studying 30 minutes of anatomy every night between now and the test on Friday. So that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, night, four nights. So let's say you're just going to go over your notes or your flashcards for 30 minutes a day. So you're actually studying less hours than you would have if you crammed on Thursday night for three hours, right? But you know what? Brain research tells us that you will retain what you've learned better 
if you spread your studying out into small chunks over several days. It's the 20 mile march again. It's consistent action. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to throw down a challenge for you today. I want you to take out a fresh sheet of paper, better yet, a fresh journal, and I want you to write down your big goal that you want to see happen in, let's say, 30 days. By the end of the month, what is your goal? Now, you have to make it something realistic. It's probably not realistic to say you're going to get a record deal in 30 days if you never sang a note in your life, right? <laughs> but I dare you to pick a goal that you should realistically be able to achieve within 30 days. Now, take that goal and look at it really carefully and ask yourself, what's the 20 mile march? What could you or should you do consistently every day for the next 30 days to make it happen? And if you have trouble with this, maybe talk to your guidance counselor at school if you're a student or talk to a mentor or talk to someone else who's achieving their goals. Sometimes just having someone put a second set of eyes on your goals will help you create an action plan of small steps. And the key with those small steps is that they're consistent on a regular basis. Now, ladies and gentlemen, go forth and march those 20 miles a day. If you want to read more about the 20 mile march, I'm taking a lot of the information from today's podcast from theartofmanliness.com. So please do check them out and learn more about the 20 mile march. Whatever you need to do to take consistent action, do it. I cannot wait to hear what you achieve. So until next time, I'm Celeste Kaufman, and I want to urge you and challenge you to live your life on purpose.